With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The guy that doesn't usually put the candy outside dumps all the candy. Big Tupperware bowl. Nice size. Perfect. Put it outside. We come back. Tupperware bowl gone. Took your Tupperware? Took all the candy and the Tupperware. Welcome back. Double coverage with the McCordy twins. J-Mac here. D-Mac to the right. We're back. Another episode. Here we are, as you know, in Dev's awesome basement. Awesome basement. Not, oh not so awesome, but we'll, we won't really get into that. As you guys know, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on uh, iTunes. And wherever you listen. Mama, we made it! To your podcast. Go check us out. All you have to do is search Double Coverage with the McCordy Twins. And as always, you can find us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All you have to search is at McCordy we Twins. We got all that. We got all that. We are there. Quick shout out to our partners here at Double Coverage, Boston Medical Center, Embrace, Embrace Kids Foundation. Uh, those two uh, great organizations we've been able to partner with to tackle sickle cell. For any more information, all you have to do is go to tacklesicklecell.org and check that out. Upcoming events, chances to donate, awareness, all of that good stuff. And also our friends over at Normatech uh, Recovery Systems, as you know, what they are doing, helping them. We're trying to help them as they help athletes push boundaries to exceed their goals, recover faster, increase circulation, and conquer sore muscles with the Normatech, the ultimate recovery for today's athletes. If you guys want to check out Normatech, you want to purchase some uh, boots for yourself, hit pieces, whatever it is you need, all you have to do is go to www.normatechrecovery.com. Go learn about it. That Normatech going to come in handy for the bye week. Yeah, you got to rest up. They package it nicely, too. You throw it over your shoulder, take it with you. 32 years old, you got to recover, man. You got to use this bye week to your it's advantage. It's a different. Oh, I'll be remiss. Let's take a moment. Uh, today's Tuesday, November 5th, but yesterday, uh, Monday, November 4th, 2008, years ago, Barack Obama was elected president, becoming the first African-American president uh, in the United States of America. So we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this on the show today. It was a, it was a great moment, um, especially now. You fast forward to 2019, it always feels good to think back to when Obama Two, was first 2008, elected. 2008, where, where were you in life at that point? I was in college, mm. and I think everybody in college, if, if you were like me, um, we walked in the locker room that next day, and we had that young Jeezy bumping. My president is black. My so I mean, it was a, it was a great moment in history. Shout out, young Jeezy. That's how you age yourself. When you start to look at historic moments, he's like, oh, 2008. Where was I in 2008? And depending upon what you're talking about, I remember being uh, in the cold tub in Tennessee with Andre Johnson, and he was talking about how he was uh, on the Texans, and I'm just like. Dang, I thought I was old. He old. He was in the NFL. You know what I mean? So when you think back at stuff like that, think about. And it's cool. I, I just finished uh, Michelle Obama's book. So this is all like it's when all you go in the locker room tomorrow, ask some of the young guys where were they at in 2008 when Obama was elected president. It's gonna, it's gonna age you. You should, gonna, should video that. Too. You're gonna you're gonna feel pretty bad. Hey, there you go. That's a nice little segment you just thought of right there. A great way to start off breaking news. Shout breaking news. That was my idea. We got a bunch of guys going on IR. Is, is that point in the season? Mayo used to tell me when he played football, 100% injury rate. 100. 100%. Not 95, 100. If you play, 
You will get hurt. 90, 100, not 90. Cam Newton, Deshaun Jackson, Tremaine Johnson, Malcolm Butler, Quan Alexander, all. Just to name a few. All starters, uh, integral parts of their team, going on IR. And at this point in the year, you go on IR, that pretty much wraps up your season, I guess you could say. It does. So, it doesn't pretty much. It, it wraps up your season. No, there's a chance those guys can come back. I think it's like the divisional round of the playoffs. You sure about that? Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I don't think you're. Wrong. I don't think. They, I don't think you're right. Because I think you got to be on IR for like eight, eight weeks. weeks. Yeah. Oh, because this is the last week. Because of the bye week. Yeah, yeah. We have seven games left. Yeah. See, I know what I'm talking about. About 85 percent season's over. But as you talk about guys on going to IR, guys are returning from IR. We got Nick Foles coming back, being named uh, the starter. The Minshew Magic. We'll go back to the bench. I'm not a fan because we said this was a year of the backup. Yeah. That's over for, for But, my I mean, man at Gardner. the same time, Nick Foles is kind of in the in between the year of the backup. He was the backup in Philly. Earned. No, this is the year of the backup this year. Nick Foles was just elite last year and the year before. But this is the year of the backup. Yeah, we won't talk about the year before. Uh, breaking news, yeah, yeah. Josh Gordon headed to the West Coast to Seattle. Um, it was cool. I saw his Instagram. He was at the game uh, watching. See my man, Jacob Hollister, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, the walk-off touchdown. Fellow identical twin, so shout, shout out, out Jacob Shout Hollister. out Jacob and Cody. Cody, Cody was, Cody was uh, filming everything straight to IG as Jacob was playing, so always respect the twin. The what twin what kind of impact do you think uh, JG can have uh, out there in Seattle for them? I think he have the same type of impact he had for us when he first got to the team of um, obviously an explosive wide receiver, uh, veteran type of guy. Um, you know, I think he'll get to go in that locker room. Um, they have already have something good working. You know, Pete Carroll seems like a great coach. Um, seems like he always has his guys playing at a high level. So I'm excited for JG to, to get a new surrounding um, and really have an opportunity to flourish. I think uh, when you get to play with a guy for, you know, longer than just a year and you get to know him and you, and you watch him grow, especially, you know, as an older guy in the locker room, um, you're always excited when they get new opportunities and, and have a chance to advance their career. I mean, one of the biggest things that might have broke news over the past week, Popeye's chicken sandwich is back. Have, did you get one yet? I haven't, but the, it, it's kind of sick, though, because I, I think someone got killed over this um, in Maryland over Popeye's chicken sandwich. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, but the lines are long. Like, this is, I mean, I think everyone kind of thought this was a joke. Like, the last time I remember going into work and hearing on the radio that guy was saying he had a friend who was – taking them out of the freezer so when they ran out he was selling Popeye chicken sandwich for $20 a sandwich um online on uh why well, can't think of the what's the name where you could go buy Craigslist stuff. on Craigslist $20 a sandwich on Craigslist so I mean the phenomenon of a, a Popeye's chicken sandwich is just out of control like it, it's I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I want to try one, but I refuse. I was talking to uh, JC in the locker room today, and he said, I forget which Popeyes he went to, but he said the line was all the way outside, and he said he saw Sweet Feet inside eating chicken, and he was just like, dang, I guess Sweet Feet must have waited in his line. I was like, I can't, I cannot wait in a long line for a fast food chicken sandwich. Like, I just will not. Commit to I'm going to try to get one, though, because it, it's too many people saying that it's the but best But, like, you're sandwich. Devin McCourty in the New England area. Like, you walk up to there, they're probably going to tell you to come around back and just hand you, like, 10 chicken sandwiches because they're like, Don't make stuff up. You're that's, a legend. That's, let's not make stuff I up. I see you sporting the uh, the safety squadron. 
Cooking now. The Safety Squadron T-shirt. Yeah, always. That's the new one. This is the new one. So I think we've been doing this about three or four years. Just a Safety Squad. You know, you see us. We got three, two, two, three, two, five, two, one, four, three. Nate, do, me, Pat, T. Brooks. You like that? Yeah, we didn't need a roster update. Um, last thing, uh, breaking news. Uh, how'd you do in um, fantasy football this week? I lost. Who'd you lose to? Every time I win one, I lose one. I lost to your wife. Wow. I win one, I lose one. Wow. Fantasy's tough, man. Like, Dalvin Cook was an automatic. He only Before got Before you get into all that, so could one argue that she knows more about football than you? I mean, yes, she does. I mean, she. if you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. Yes, I was, she does. I was sitting at home, and I was like. But think about this. If she knows more than me, then that means she definitely knows more than you because I know more I than I don't you. play fantasy. But, you know, we said about football. I was talking to her tonight, and I was just like, man, we got to put together our notes for the podcast. I was like, we slacking a little bit. This you didn't think I, th- I knew she, we're I running knew she behind. was the reason. She was like, make sure you mention that I beat Dev in fantasy football this week. She so. doesn't even listen to podcasts anymore, but you still did that for her. Sucker. Let's talk about uh, breaking down this Raven game. So, obviously, uh, took our first L. Let's wrap it up fast. Of the season on the road. Um, pretty cool environment to play in, though. Uh, loud in there. They were fired up. Had the whole blackout and all of that uh, stuff going on. Um, but, uh, obviously, a good Baltimore Ravens team. Ran the ball effectively. Uh, were able to create turnovers. And we just didn't do a good job of, uh, of, of starting fast, first and foremost, and being able to to uh, play well enough throughout the, the entirety of that game. Yeah, it's like we always talk about, man. You go on the road against a good football team, there's things you have to do. You have to play well to start the game. Um, and it doesn't mean you're going to automatically lose, but those are things that you want to do. We talked about you don't want to go in the game and just get down. Like, you go in the game yeah. and, you know, middle of the second quarter, you're down 17 zip. Be like, you're in for a long night. Um, but I think that goes to show, you know, I think losing is always We did a- battle back from that standpoint, continue to fight. Losing is always a humbling experience. You go out there, you lose. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many games you won or how many games you lost. Each time you lose, um, it makes you go back to work because no one likes that feeling. But mm-hmm. like you said, um, always proud to be on this team because, uh, you know, I said it after the game, hard work has never, you know, has never been something that this no team one's running from. That. Like we, we embrace hard work. So uh, back to work this week, you know, trying to put the loss behind us, but also figuring out how to improve, how to get better. The things that we didn't do well in the game, you want to improve. And now it's a bye week. Jumping into the bye week, the things we haven't really done well for nine games now, um, you start to see patterns, you start to develop who you are. Those are things you want to watch and fix. And um, in the NFL world, this is what we call a week to self-scout. And that's what we'll do. It'll be very vigorous. Um, Usually some tough meetings to get through when you're self-scouting. you go over everything. Yeah. For, and you already went over everything. Yeah, that's the tough thing because, like you said, you're self-scouting. So, they'll post, you'll, we'll be watching plays uh, from the first game, Pittsburgh Steelers, and, like, the play will come up. And as a player, if you know you had a bad point, like, ah. you can remember as soon as the play comes up, like, ugh. And you like, I tried to forget about that. But that's part of that kind of growing pain. Uh, to be able to get better as a team and get to a point where you want to be. Uh, like you just said, a bye week is so important, first and foremost, to self-scout. But second, to get healthy. Obviously, um, 
like you started off 100% injury rate. So at this point, guys are banged up in the season. Those small bumps and bruises that you've been playing through. This is a week where there's no game at the end. There's not, you're not pressing, pressing, pressing to get to that. Gives you a little bit of time to rest up and then mentally get away from football. Mm -hmm. Spend some time with the family. Um, so when you come back, you're ready to go. Uh, like Bill always says, when the season starts, you put all your stuff away in the drawer and you close it and you tuck it away. The bye week is a time to kind of crack that drawer open. Uh, I was watching. Can you take everything out or just can't a take everything bit? out? I was watching an episode of The Office, and uh, Michael Michael Scott hired Todd Packer to come back in the office, and uh, obviously Jim and, and Dwight hated it. And they're like, "What can we do to prank this guy?" And Jim came up with an awesome plan. Your desk. You rig the desk so that it only opens about two inches. So you can see everything in there that you want to grab, but you can't reach it. Dwight thought it was a terrible idea. So what did Jim do? Did it, did it to, to Dwight. Dwight. They're trying to sign something. He's trying to get a pen. He's yanking on the desk. He can't get it. He sticks his hand in there, but he can't quite reach everything. So that's how you got to do this week. Open the drawer just a little bit. You can take a peek in, but you, you can't. Did you think of all this just now? Just now. Right off, right, right off the top of my head. You can reach in a little bit, but you can only grab the small things and pull them out. Those big things in the drawer, leave them in there to the season end. Then you can open that thing wide open, take it off the hinges and dump it all out, and you can get to it. Sometimes those big things are the type of things you just throw the whole drawer out. That's true, Whole too. desk, whole desk. But that's more of a personal thing. If you got stuff going on in your life, if you need to talk about it, we can handle that after the show. But right now, so you don't have anything in your drawer that you want to just throw the whole uh, desk out. I got three kids, so you got a lot of things. I can pick one of them and throw them out. So I'll get you that session first. I only got two kids, and they listen to me. Halloween just passed. What'd you dress up as? I was Olaf. Good Olaf, bad Olaf. I was Olaf, and I was a minion. Mm. You, uh, people can go to Instagram. They can see. Uh, yeah, I had, we had a great Halloween costumes. Yeah, y'all all right. I mean, solid. Yeah, we and were, the kids were also Jasmine and Aladdin at school. Halloween's only one day. No, 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 not for us. We do it all. We were the Spidey we family. We got Disney Plus, too. We were the Spidey family. Took an awesome picture on the couch. You all didn't even have on your mask. Yeah, too. Well, the youngest one, Kai, refuses to wear her mask. So to me, I'm not going to make the kid wear a mask. She's still Spidey. She was like... Run your household. Don't run she around. She was like it. the baby spider girl, all pink. Then Caden was Miles Morales. Uh, Liana was Gwen Stacy. Uh, my wife, I guess you could just say she was Spider Girl. And you know me, I was Peter Parker holding it down. So we hit, we was all over, we bunch of candy. Uh, the, the tough thing is when you got three small kids, so they get the candy, we go trick-or-treat, and we come back early, then we're giving the candy away. And my thing was I hurried up and tried to go through all three of their bags and take out all the candy that they don't eat because there's no point. We don't need all this candy in the house. And I take away even the candy my wife likes, I throw it out. We don't need any extra calories for neither one of us. Throw it all out. <laughs> Put it in a bowl, and I'm waiting for the kids to come so I can hand out the candy, re-gift them. Hand out the candy that they and don't nobody like. wanted to come to your house. After 8 o'clock hit, nobody came by. Well, you know what was bad about me? So I was in a rush. My wife's always late. Always late. Yeah, Every, yeah. Everybody's dressed. True. So um, Did I, you was go trick or treat? I was Olaf. Uh, London was Elsa. Um, Brayden was Finn. I thought you forgot a kid's name real quick. Brayden was Finn. And my wife was uh, Anna. Anna's the other one. Everyone's dressed. My wife's upstairs. She's got to put the pigtails in. She's got to do make. I said makeup. Did she make herself look like Anna? She tried to. She did too much. We're, I'm like, we're trying to get out of the house. You know how many houses we went to? None. Two houses because it was raining. 
She did all of that to go to two houses. When you came to our house, so, you didn't even have y'all didn't even have y'all stuff to go trick or treating. It was over with. We had been done for like an hour and a half. So in a rush, you know what happens? The guy that doesn't usually put the candy outside dumps all the candy. Big Tupperware bowl, nice size, perfect. Put it outside. We come back. Tupperware bowl gone. Took your Tupperware? Took all the candy and the Tupperware. My wife loved the Tupperware bowl. She walked around, said it's windy outside. The wind must have blew it. I said, the Tupperware bowl gone. Did Babe, she go, did she go house to house and ask if anyone saw the Tupperware? Nah, she just was walking. Didn't see it. And then, you know, she said to me the other day, I'm surprised we still haven't seen that Tupperware bowl get blown around over here. I said it's gone. She said, but if they, you are the she culprit. She said, but they didn't have the top, so why would they take the bowl? Put grapes in it. Put, Put grapes in the in fridge. It. If you're the culprit and you stole that Tupperware, we're not going to say the address, but if you stole that Tupperware. You know where you stole it from. Return it. No questions asked. Miami Dolphins got their first win. Cool to see. I mean, obviously, it's a division opponent, but. I mean, we don't care about that. That was awesome to see. Shout out B-Flow, man. Get his first win. Yeah. As a head if coach. If it wasn't tampering, I'd text him and, and tell him. Nah, don't let's text him. Nah. Let's, let's go easy on the Gatorade bath. There's yeah, only one nah, way. Nah, yeah, don't, don't text and him. And I would tell him nobody wants to hear a long, sad story. So <laughs> He'd if get, I run into him, I could tell him. He'd that. get a kick out of that. So like I said earlier, uh, Nick Foles coming off IR. Uh, Geis and Washington's coming off IR. I'm happy Got to him see on that. the fantasy team. I'm, I'm, Come on, Geis. I'm AP not. just turned up last week against Buffalo. I'm going to need guys to get it going. He's my sleeper. I'm happy to see that guy that got hurt last year off IR, came back this year, was ready to go be the future back, got hurt early, uh, gets his chance to come back and show what he can do in this league. Tlaib goes on. Sunday Are we surprised, though, about Tlaib? Competitor. Says he's ready to play I'm right healthy. Now. I'm ready. Said we'll talk to Miami, see what they want to do. The man wants to keep playing. I'm not surprised by that. That's all. When we used to be in practice, every time he got an interception, he always took it to the end zone, always scored, and he always took every play in practice. That's probably why he's uh, one of the top leaders in interceptions return for a touchdown in the Elite. history of the game. Elite. Elite. Part of the ball gang. Shout out ball gang. Yep. Elite corner in this game. Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid. I don't want to say Royal Rumble because, like, what do you say? Like, I think the Instagram battle was better than the actual fight. I think everybody does. Yeah, I think that the Instagram battle was pretty cool. Social media, 2019. Ben Simmons' chokehold was pretty, I mean. We needed more Timberwolves to jump in and handle that. We Cat need, needed somebody. That, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what. He was getting choked out. He didn't even, wasn't even aware. We needed a Jeff Van Gundy out there. We needed a coach out there clawing the, at the legs. The fights aren't like, the that's, same. That's dedication. You know what I mean? As much as we can complain, NBA has some of the most epic fights, though. Jeff Van Gundy, I mean, the Malice at the Palace. Yeah. I, I that watched. Was, I, that was Chris Childs and Kobe Bryant. Co yep. Two-piece chicken dinner. Shaq and Charles Barkley. Yeah, that was weak, though. Yeah. Um, but I watched Steven Jackson and uh, Doug, not, no, who is it? Matt Barnes. And Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, they do their own podcast mm -hmm. on Showtime, and Matt Barnes said he was cool with having Derek Fisher come through the podcast. For those who don't know, Matt Barnes' ex-wife uh, was dating Derek Fisher. Matt Barnes had left training camp to fight him. A bunch of stuff happened. Google it. Matt Barnes said he moved on. He got no problem. Steven Jackson sat there and was like, heck nah. He nah, he come up in here. It's going to be a problem. And if you watch the Malice of the Palace, you know if Steven Jackson said it's going to be a problem, 
It's going to be a problem. So I guarantee Derek Fisher will not be on that show. He's where I heard the saying, if you're scared, get a dog. If you're even more scared, go to church. That was him. You don't mess with him. They don't even mess with him in the big three. No, they don't. They Dangerous, don't. man. Trent Williams in the Redskins. The saga continues. Um, terrible, terrible situation. The man says he played... But y'all remember, he hasn't said much on this. Yeah. I read that he wants to move past all of this. He's even dropped the investigation by the NFLPA because he's he's done with it. He doesn't want all of his business and medical history. He doesn't mm. want it all to come out and, and have to deal with it and talk about it all the time. So I read that he actually wants to move past all of this. He wants to get to the point... I think he wants to get to the point where he doesn't even want to play for Washington anymore. Just let me go because it seems like a total, total mishandling. And then whether it was or it wasn't, a lot of broken trust, it seems like, between a player and a team and his medical history and his, his ultimately his well-being, which, I mean, as players, that's what we all care about the most. You know, you want to you know I mean? live and, and be healthy, but reports came out that he, uh, he had some type of a lump on his head and – this was about five or six years ago, and the team told him it was minor. Then he kind of found out it was cancer. So like, I don't want to you know, say it as like this is a definite, but these are just all the reports and different yeah, yeah. things that have come out. Um, seems like a very bad situation. and Hard you, to come back from. And you think about before the season, it came out from his, uh, his camp. He was done in Washington. He no longer wanted to play for that team. And it seems like he has kind of stayed true to that. He yeah. does not want to play for that organization ever again. So – um, we'll keep an eye out on this and, and see how it turns out. Um, but great player. Like, we want to see him out there. Awesome left tackle. For we, sure. We went – I think I told this story here before, but when we went out there, practiced against him in Richmond training camp, Trent Williams had his own cheering section and one-on-ones. <laughs> Chan Jones said he went up there, Trent blocked him, said, you know you can't do that against Trent, baby. Own cheering section and one-on-ones. It don't get much more elite than that. That is the ultimate sign of elite. Own section is, is pretty elite. What happened? What happened in San so Diego guess, slash LA Chargers? I think it's the Athletic reported that there was a possibility that the Chargers were discussing moving to London. Ooh, owner last name Spanos, I believe, wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't happy. He wasn't a fan of that. Nah, he gave a strong response. It's total boop boop. No, it's total boop boop boop. There you go. Okay, we're not going to London. Spanos told reporters Tuesday. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home. This is where I'm planning to be for a long time, time. period. So, obviously, I don't foresee um, the Chargers moving to London. <laughs> Do you – could you see an NFL where there's a franchise in London? Because I got access, and I, me personally, having made the trip that was two years ago in 2017 when I was with the uh, Cleveland Browns, I don't see it. Like, the trip – you eight games on the road, two ten games, two in preseason, and you have to travel seven plus hours, no matter where you're going, probably. But the money, 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 money. Well, if might get a team to London, then you. Gotta, if you're not selling out, if you're struggling tickets to, do you go to London? I mean, so far, almost every game there is sold out. Some of those stadiums seat. 80, 90,000 people is so like even when we went to Mexico City, it was, I think it was 84,000 people you're gonna sold see, out. You're going to see top draft picks refusing to go. You will. You will see Eli. You remember Eli did it. Mm-hmm. Ended up in New York. Two Super Bowls later, two Super Bowl MVPs later. I mean, Hall of Fame might be calling. 
Do you see the Golden State Warriors with a lottery pick after this season? Definitely. No Steph Curry. Shout out Pascal, though. Pascal has 60-something points the last two games, yeah. 35 points for his birthday. Yeah. But it's going to get ugly in Golden I State. I saw Draymond say he got a hand issue, too. Draymond said, KD left, Clay hurt, Steph hurt. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. They're going to get that. Hey, you get that high-round draft pick, and then next year. You know year, who's talking trash you get already. everybody back healthy. You know who's talking trash? Pat Beverly. Yeah. Pat Beverly told him it. Said they've been cheating. Said, y'all been cheating. Y'all going back to who you really are. So, I mean, the organization seems like it's built to succeed, though. Um, so even if they have a down year, like you just said, they'll get a lottery pick, probably get a great player. Seems like they got a couple steals um, with Poole playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, and then Pascal, they got in the second round, and he's a winner. You know, Villanova, national champion, he's a winner. He, I mean, he won a ton of games at Nova uh, to go along with, a, you know, a bunch of other great players that Nova has produced that a lot of them ended up being late-round picks. Yeah. So we'll see. Did you see uh, Miami Hurricanes um, defensive back? Um, gets hurt, makes a nice interception, tip pass. I did not see this. Yeah, gets hurt um, celebrating. And, like, nothing crazy, like, didn't do – Like a freak accident. Yeah, didn't do an extravagant uh, celebration. Just makes the pick, goes up, goes to do, like, the side, the side chest, chest bump. bump. with his boy. And when he, when he bumps him, comes down on the ground, falls – Leg gets twisted up underneath him. Ooh. Out for the season. Are you looking for it? I don't want to see it. Out for the season. We've Done. seen this, though. It's not the first time. I mean, I've seen it guys. to my guy, Steven Tuller. Yeah. Makes a sack, jumps up in the air, hits the turf, torn ACL. You know what sucked about that? Was Lamar Houston in Chicago. Lamar, both those incidents were on turf. I wonder if this Miami kid was playing on turf. I believe it was grass. Oh, I, I mean, believe it was grass. It's interesting. You know, they, they say reports, some reports say about 28% increase of injury rate. Yeah, Bubba, Bubba Bolden. We know it's 100% injury rate, but, I mean, they say it's higher on this turf. So, oh, I guess that's another thing. Shout out Baltimore. Field was awesome. They have grass, and it's kind of known you can't have grass in the northeast. It doesn't blah, blah, blah. They had a very good playing surface out there. Yeah. Impressive. Got it? Got to take your hat off. Yeah, grass in Tallahassee. Tough break. Yeah, that's that's rough. College kid, um, you just don't have many games when you're in college. Like, they're, you know, you, oh. Tough break. Oh, bad landing. Oh. Got oh, a time on. And that kind of goes, too, though. Like That's happened to me, too. People knock me out of the air. It's important it. to practice your celebrations, too. No, it's important who you jump with, too. Some yeah. people are a little too Don't aggressive. Don't get too excited. Don't KB get too excited. KB knocked me down against the Jets. Too aggressive. College basketball tips off tonight. Um, one versus two. Three versus four. I don't right? know who's playing. I don't yeah, know. yeah. We got um, Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, and somebody else is in it. Um, top four teams in the country. Um, all play. So I'll probably check that out. That, that'll be a good thing. Yep. You're Kansas right. versus Duke and yep. Michigan State versus who? Kentucky. Versus Kentucky. I should have known that. Yeah. Should have known that. Kentucky has a kid from New Jersey, all American type of guy. Speaking of college basketball, I'm, I'm just about, about two more chapters done uh, reading Jay, Jay Williams, Jason Williams, whichever one you want to go by. Uh, his book, Life is Not an Accident, a memoir of on, Reed. On, on Audible. On Audible. Yeah. Of reinvention, I don't got to shout all about. It. They're not a sponsor. Or I'm saying, but you I'm said reading. Yeah, I'm listening, reading. I know. So you, I'm many, listening to Jay Williams' audiobook. Do you know why? How many he, hours is it total? I don't know. Do you know why he goes by Jay Williams instead of Jason Williams? Because of the guy from the Nets. So, 
yep, two fold. So when he's, he's coming out for the draft and he's getting ready and they have a discussion. I think it was him, his agent, and his parents about just mark branding and marketing. And at this time, Jason Williams of the Nets was involved in the shooting at his home. And then obviously, like you just said, Jason Williams, white chocolate, elite point guard in the NBA. So he wanted to find a way to separate himself. But he didn't get a vote in, in this at all. His parents discussed it with his agent, and he woke up the next day after they had a small discussion and found out his name was going to be Jay. He didn't get to choose if he wanted to change it from Jason or what. He just woke up, and he talked about just early on in his career, his rookie year, and just his parents making a lot of decisions for him. A uh, pretty good book in depth, and a lot of it is Jay Williams you put in kind of the same category as, all right, he went to Duke, came from a great family, kind of the Dukey type of guy, and uh, he goes a little bit in depth about his background and his family. So, a uh, pretty good book. How if don't you, get you know a how many hours out. total? I think it was, was maybe six. Yeah, that's key to know. Like, yeah. you know, what I mean, when you get when you start moving up level, you start reading yeah. the longer ones. Like I did a twenty a twenty hour book at eighteen. I'm reading like two short ones now. Doesn't matter. It's just more days. I'm yeah, I'm just hey. getting me a good read. Group chat is the thing to do gotcha and like you said it the other day if you have a bad game i tell my boys all the time if i have a bad it's not even at this point in society it's not even a bad game if you have a bad, bad play, play like after the game i don't even go on social media like Can't. until i'm until i'm over it like and really until the next day probably after i've watched the film now i can like put it behind me once i'm over that play and i'm over that game then i can be on social media and see the stuff that people say to me and it doesn't bother me. Um, but I saw it was like a beat reporter was just like Jermaine Whitehead's effort tackling today has been really poor. So it wasn't like anything. But that, there was probably but there was Multiple probably things, a lot of sure. stuff in his for sure. notification. And he went off. I mean, obviously, um, we're a family friendly podcast. Yeah, we here, can't. So we won't even. Repeat I don't want to. I don't want to repeat. look it up. That's up to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just hate seeing. Um, he, he apologized for it. I know. Um, I just hate seeing young guys. Like, it was obviously a mistake. Like, you yeah. just said, he apologized. But, you like, that's life. Like, you make a mistake, that's a, a pretty big mistake. You lose your job. Yeah. You know, and he was released from Cleveland last year. Um, just so we, happened we, we played, played him, him in Green Bay. Hits David Andrews, gets kicked out of the game. Green Bay releases him uh, the next day. So, like, those incidents, as they, they build up, you know, people let you they go. They label you, yeah. Yeah, it's just not what you want to see. So, um, we got guys that know him and obviously wish him the best and hope he turns that around, gets another opportunity uh, to play football because he's a good player. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, in the NBA, I mean, it's, we don't see it that often. I nah, feel like in our don't. game, you see it a lot. Like, man, so-and-so just got a four-game suspension for PED, blah, blah, blah. DeAndre Ayton and uh, John Collins, two big men. Suspended 25 games, failed drug tests, PEDs. Um, There's so many games in NBA. I know, 25 Suspended games. 25 games. But, I mean, it is. It's a quarter of your season. I mean, very similar to ours, you know. So, um, tough, man. Like, you, you need this to create an even playing field in the, in the game. Um, but the tough just thing weird with in the NBA is scene. that, like, from – and I don't know. I, I've, never, I've, obviously, I've never had to obviously serve for, for any of it or been involved in it. But, like, I've seen where reports – and maybe this is just what guys tell you. It was just like somebody gets suspended by and be like, oh, it was just a mistake. I took X, Y, and Z, and it was just too much of it, and now I failed one. So it's kind of weird to me. It's like if – or, like, you see the fertility stuff. Well – um, we're trying to have a kid. And it's just like, if it was just that plain and simple, like, hey, I took this, 
then why is it that you get suspended for, you know well, what Well, you mean? know, they don't care. If it comes up, they're not, they're, nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. It seems like it would make sense. But, I mean, then you would be, like I just said, we'd be having a bunch of long, sad stories yeah. that you have to deal with. So, I mean, I How do we it. know who's telling the truth, who's exactly, not? Exactly, exactly. Oh, we got a nice one this week, man. Comeback. Normatech. Normatech comeback come of the week. Popeye's chicken sandwich. No, nah, no, nah, we can't. What a comeback. We can't, we can't go with Popeye's, you know. No, nah, I'm joking. Michael Porter Jr. When he was when he was a, uh, coming out as a senior in high school, top player in the country, goes to Mizzou, hurts his back at Mizzou. He doesn't play at all. I think he plays like five or six Similar games. Like Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is. Um, but then he sits out all last year. One of the games he comes back, plays like 20 minutes, 15 points, couple re- four or five rebounds. Like, this kid is a stud. 6'10", can dribble the basketball, can shoot the basketball. I'm excited to see him go, especially because Denver is stacked. And they still got Bowl Bowl, who they got on the same program, sitting out this year, I think, the whole year, and will come back. So now they have a chance to have a 6'10 guy who's like a guard and a 7'2 guy who's like a small forward shooting guard. I mean, you put that with Joker and, you know, Murray and Gary Harris. Denver has a young team that can, I mean, they can really, really be noise. impressive. So, Do you think Michael Porter Jr., has tasted the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Definitely. Buddy's like 20 maybe. Twenty one. Well, it's a tandem. Come back of the week. Come. Honorable mention. Popeye's, Popeye's chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich. Go get you one. Yeah. Who lost the weekend? Hey, it had to be him, but we got to give it to Whitehead. Jermaine Whitehead lost the weekend. Hopefully he regains the week. Today, today's somebody Tuesday. Else his off him. day. Lost his job on his off day. Hopefully somebody signed Shout him. out John Witherspoon. Rest in peace. Mm, Last week passed away. Sure. Talking Pops. about Friday. Pops. Bang, 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 bang. Get to the... Pretty decent. Yeah. We're singing. And we're... Give me a hot five. Look up, Marlon. Say cheese. Yeah, for sure. Who won the weekend? Willie Taggart. Hold on, hold on. Willie Taggart. Florida State coach, he got fired. Won the weekend. $18 million buyout. Let me repeat that. This man is getting paid $18 million to not coach the Florida State Seminoles. Can I get paid $18 million to not coach at Rutgers? Oh. When I read that, I mean, that that is awesome. That's why last week we talked about NCAA paying players. I mean, it's a flawed system. You fired a man, $18 million. And the greatest thing about that is next year he'll be back coaching, coaching somewhere as a consultant. Well, whatever the buyout is, he better he better be a consultant. Yeah, be a consultant. He'll be a consultant. Yeah. Don't, don't pay me. Shout out, Willie, shout out Willie Taggart because he did it right. I'm all for that. They fire you, Willie. Get paid, baby. Get paid. Get paid, young man. Get paid. Demario Davis, uh, week Double eight. D. Doesn't get more passionate than this NFLPA community MVP uh, surprises students at St. Louis King of France School in New Orleans with a pizza party and a child of and child of God headbands while continuing his charitable campaign to raise money for St. Dominic Hospital. But there's a story behind this. So I don't remember what week it was, but he wore the headband, child of God, and was fined by the NFL, appealed it, um, and when he uh, went to appeal it, um, the kids. Uh, all made the kids at this school all made headbands that they wore to represent what Demario was oh, that's, doing that's to show awesome. love and to show respect. And uh, after that happened, Demario decided 
uh, um, their gesture helped inspire Davis to begin selling replicas of the headbands and donating all proceeds to the emergency department at St. Dominic Hospital in his home state of Mississippi. As of this week, more than $250,000 has been raised with Davis personally donating $9,000 to this cause. So... Um, I'm not surprised though. I know Demario, awesome dude. Yeah, I, mean, I got a chance to be with him in Cleveland uh, before we um, traded him for uh, Calvin Pryor, who we then ended up releasing. That's a whole nother story. I won't get into Cleveland Brown stuff. But anyway, got a chance to be around Demario uh, for a little while uh, during OTAs and stuff. Awesome leader, just an awesome person. Very passionate uh, man of God and faith. Um, so um, huge shout out to him as he continues to do uh, great impact things. his community and, and do a lot of awesome things uh surrounding it so shout out to him man yeah it's awesome man uh i think it's great though i I love that the nflpa has done this community mvp because it highlights what guys do in the community um and when guys make mistakes it's always blasted out everyone sees it you know you're the first to know um but these stories usually get you know they're they're behind something else that's a like you don't get to see it that much in the forefront so um awesome job by the pa um and, again, shout-out to Mario holding it down on the field and off the field. For sure, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Another episode of Double Coverage. wrap-up. With the McCourty Twins. As you guys know, you can find us on YouTube, on iTunes. Or Mama, we made it! Spotify, any of your podcast things. All you have to do is search Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. And before you watch it, before you leave that page, make sure you click that subscribe button. Uh, before we leave... Another thank you to our partners uh, here on Double Coverage, Boston Medical Center, Embrace Kids, Norma Tech Recovery Systems. We appreciate working with you guys. Thank you for everything. See you again next week. We're going to go enjoy the bye week. Uh, Pats Nation, enjoy your bye week. Do some traveling. Watch some other teams. And we're going to heal up and see you guys in Philly in a little while. We see you later. later.